0: Two, go tell it to the wall, tell it to the wall, go tell it to the wall, tell it to the wall. All right, wall fans, common censors, podcast consumers, welcome to episode 119 of go tell to the wall podcast and of course a happy new year to everybody this is our first podcast episode after the holiday break that's right i take a little bit of an extended holiday break that of course depends on how everything falls and with everything being on like wednesdays this year uh, i wasn't about to get into the studio on january 2nd so here we are on january 9th with episode 119 of go tell to the wall uh, as i said and and we're going to get into some housekeeping stuff here um new stuff that's coming down the pipes for the new year Uh, and I will warn everyone I am of course as usual just getting over a cold I actually interestingly enough even if I wanted to record on January 2nd I was quite sick I was was laid out on the couch my daughter got was sick like right around that same time now my wife's sick this is just one of those things it's like colds going around everything else thankfully not the flu uh but i'm still recovering fully you might be able to hear that in my voice i feel like this is a common trend every few episodes sean is sick again and that that's what happens when you have a toddler at home who who likes to bring home you know all kinds of fun colds and sicknesses and and all that good stuff but nonetheless we are back happy new year to everyone as i said and uh, looking forward to an action-packed fun awesome hopefully not too depressing uh 2020 that's right And, of course, we always kick things off with our social plugs. That's right. You can keep up with us during episodes, after episodes, for episodes, whenever you so please. And you can do that in multiple locations. One of those places would be Twitter. Head on over to Twitter. And follow our official Go Tell to the Wall Twitter account, which is at Tell the Wall Pod. That's right at Tell the Wall Pod. You can also follow my own personal Twitter account, which is at Magic Muppet. That's right at Magic Muppet. So if you're a Twitter user, make sure that you are following us there. That's gonna keep you updated on new episodes and everything. Honestly, I don't use a lot of Twitter. I'm not a big Twitter fan. I just I don't I, I just I don't like it so much. But we do post stuff for the show on there and every once in a while when I get all fired up then then you might find some Some ranting on my own personal account, which is, like I said, at Magic Muppet. Uh, Facebook of course we are currently live on Facebook right now with episode 119 head on over to facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall you're gonna find our official Facebook page make sure you like the page uh, definitely gonna you're gonna get more content going through the Facebook page we have admins on there we have people keeping stuff in line uh, actually use that kind of as, as one of the main social platforms when it comes to go tell it to the wall so if, if that would definitely be one of the places to to like our page uh, even if you're I, I know even if you're not a huge Facebook user that that's one of the better places uh, to, to keep up. with everything Uh, and of course youtube head on over to youtube search go tell it to the wall subscribe to our channel make sure you like our videos that's where you're going to find all of our beer reviews uh, all of our mental health clips and our parenting clips full live feeds from all of the episodes Uh, every episode that's had a live feed all of them are on youtube there so make sure you're subscribed to our go tell it to the wall youtube channel Uh, more info more announcements on that coming shortly Uh, And if you remember none of those things, none of them, uh, definitely remember SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That's actually your one-stop shop for everything. You're going to find links to those platforms I just mentioned, uh, as well as stuff you won't find anywhere else like our blog posts, photos, videos, all kinds of good stuff on SeanO'RourkeLive.com. You're also going to find a link to our Patreon uh, campaign or Patreon page. Become a patron. If you're not familiar with Patreon, it's a way to support uh, kind of lesser-known artists, uh, broadcasters, influencers, and in finger quotes—of course, who you know, people that that aren't working for one of the big companies—that uh, that's the place to do it. So even if you're not on there supporting, go tell it to the wall, which you should. Every dollar helps. You can get some great perks. You can get you get to a point where your name is literally up on the wall here in the studio. Uh, but even if you're not going to support us, head on over there, support. Some artists that are putting out content for you, uh, entertaining you on a daily basis, and and help them out as much as you can. Not everyone can do this, but if you can, please help help us out. Help others out. Patreon is a great place to do that. Uh, and uh, Instagram. I've been doing this like every other episode, but if you want to follow my own personal Instagram account, that would be uh, what Sean. I have to remember all these things. I'm like, what? what? It's not Magic Muppet? SoCalShawn is my own personal... Uh, Instagram account, go ahead and follow that. If you're, if you're an Instagram user and, and all that good stuff, you're going to find lots of photos of, of my kid, uh, as well as concerts and and kind of ridiculous stuff that, that I get into on a weekly, monthly, daily, whatever basis. Uh, so if, you, if you're into that, follow us there too. And another announcement coming up on that shortly here. Uh, Beer this week. That's right. Beer this week. I was very excited to find this one in the store. Finally. I feel like Uh, We were kind of sitting on number 13 for a long time, and I even said this to my wife. I was like, 13's been out for a long time. And finally, I'm at the store the other day, and we have, from Firestone Walker, that's right, from Central Coast Firestone Walker, this is Luponic Distort... Distortion, Luponic Distortion number 14. This, Lu, Firestone Walker is absolutely one of my favorite breweries around, especially being there in the Central Coast. They make the 805, which is very popular. Uh, but this is a limited brew that they they do. Basically, they make a new one. They sell it till it's gone. And then when it's gone, they make another new one. And they've gotten to 14 of these so far. We, we've had a few of them on the podcast, at least two others, uh, and probably in the beer reviews as well. But Luponic Distortion, it's an IPA. Uh, series. This is number 14. So if you're not into IPAs, you're probably not going to love this. But I will be honest, it's not a super, super hoppy, bitter IPA. It's definitely lighter, a little smoother. This is probably one that our very own Chris song could actually drink and not hate, and not yell at me for giving it to him. Uh, so so keep that in mind. It's sitting at 5.9% alcohol content, which is pretty typical for luponic distortion. I believe all of them come in at 59 They do that on purpose, I imagine. Uh, but get your hands on this. Number 14 just came out in the past week or so because I... I head to the store quite often, and, and I'm not always buying beer, but I'm always perusing beer to see what's new, uh, what we can maybe have on the podcast, what we can have on beer reviews, and, and what I can just enjoy myself, you know, depending on the, the occasion, uh, and this one, really, it just came out in the past week, maybe week and a half, so so grab some of that Luponic Distortion, uh, probably a little more difficult to find if you're not on the West Coast, I'll be honest about that, uh, but if you can get your hands on it, do so, Firestone Walker Luponic Distortion so, so tasty. Oh, and this one, they always do this flavors through hops. This one has hints of white grape, mandarin, orange, and passion fruit. That's right. Uh, one of the, I think it was number 13, either 13 or 12 had creamsicle like flavoring to it. Not overly fruity because if you, if you listen to podcast and, and you've, you've been a follower for a while, you know that I am not into the super fruity. I don't like a lot of sweetness in my beer. I don't want to like tastes like I'm drinking juice with some beer in it, uh, so it's not fruity like that. But you do get a little hint there. Uh, probably makes it a little smoother for for the non IPA fans. So check them out. Big big fan of Firestone Walker, especially the Luponic Distortion. But they, they have all kinds of tasty beers. If you can get your hands on any limited Firestone Walker uh, brews, just just pick them up right away because it's gonna be tasty no matter what. Uh, and of course, 805 is just that's a great beer you can pretty much drink like all day. <laughs> You start drinking at noon, and you can keep drinking 8.05 until like midnight. I mean, I'm not talking, you know, one after the other, but it, it's it's a nice, tasty, light, blonde ale, and uh, it'll get you through a day for sure. All right, we've got some announcements for 2020, for the new year. I'm going to get so tired saying 2020, 2020. It just, it doesn't roll off the tongue as well as 2019, 2008, all this other stuff. Uh, but here we are in 2020. I'm actually wearing my Bring On 2020 shirt uh, for those of you that aren't actually watching on the live feed this was a, a special shirt actually put out by the barstool preachers and uh, I'm not going to stand up here for people on the live feed but on the back it does say don't let the door hit you on the way out so I will be wearing this quite often throughout the next year in the hopes that uh, that we have some change here especially in November of 2020 but just change overall for the love of God I mean I, I don't know how much how much more ridiculous it can get to be honest with everyone out there we're just just that's the point we're at but I digress, new for 2020, that's right. Excuse me, I'm still fighting, I got this, I got a little scratchy throat and everything else, it just, it's part of the game, having a kid at home, but man, I I even said the other day, I was like, every few weeks I just get another little cold, and I'm not like laid out or anything, unfortunately, like my father unfortunately came down with pneumonia like a week ago, he's getting better now, uh, so it's not like that bad, but it's just, I pick up these little colds, like every few weeks I'm like, oh, wake up, up oh, there's another little cold I got, and that's just part of having a kid. And my kid doesn't even go to daycare. That's what's crazy. Like I have friends whose kids go to daycare, and their kids are just—they're just sick all the time. Like this time of year, they're just sick. You know? Uh, all right, new for twenty twenty, new for two thousand twenty, new for the new year. That's right got a few things coming down the pipes, and these are all coming over the next month, two months, maybe three months, uh, depending on what they are. And a couple of them I've teased for a while, but these are things that are finally ready and set, uh, and, and they're going to be heading your way, kind of coming out over the next couple weeks to keep that in mind. One of those is going to be Mental Health Mondays. Uh, I don't know if this next Monday is going to be the first one, but it will be within the next two weeks. Within the next two Mondays, Uh, Mental Health Mondays is something I've talked about for the past few months, and I've been trying to get it together, Uh, and as you know, we focus a lot on mental health and mental illness and trying to erase that stigma and and really me talking about my own personal experiences, which we're going to do a little bit today when we get to mental health. Uh, and and I've I've wanted to really keep consistency with that outside of just the podcast because uh, I know a lot of people out there don't listen to podcasts and even if you want to get a little bit little bit of information on mental illness and mental health uh, maybe you don't want to listen to an hour long podcast just to get that you know five ten fifteen minutes of uh, mental health you know segment information whatever it might be my own personal experiences. So what we're going to do is every Monday, uh, there's going to be a mental health Monday video that's going up. It's going to be a couple minutes long, and it's going to talk uh, either about something pertaining to, you know, current events uh, that that can. Uh, Be tied into mental health and mental illness, my own personal experiences uh, or real other people's personal experiences that they want to share with me, and then I can talk about uh, whatever it might be. This is going to be a regular Monday thing where we talk about uh, mental health and mental illness and and continuing to eliminate that stigma. Uh, And I'm happy to say that, like, if if I could go back to to Sean 10 years ago. And, and really just just show them a snippet of how much easy how much better it is nowadays uh, and, and how many other people are working to erase that stigma and, and making it okay for people to talk about their mental illness that 10 years ago Sean would have been just ecstatic, Ecstatic. It, 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 so as much as I say we are erra- we're trying to erase that stigma completely and there's still problems. Don't get me wrong, it's not gone. Uh, but the strides that we have made over the past five, 10, even 15, really five, 10 years, it's just astronomical, and that's all because of not even people like me. Yes, me, but I'm not gonna give. I'm not gonna sit here and give myself credit. I'm talking about people that are much more well known than myself. I am just a a drop in the bucket compared to many other people out there uh, that that have used their platform and their influence uh, to raise awareness around mental illness and mental health. And and to to everyone out there that's done that, and everyone out there that continues to do it. Uh, here's to you, and, and we're gonna continue to fight that fight in 2020, uh, and, and and continue to grow because. Despite the fact that we've made strides over the past few years, we still have a long way to go when it comes to understanding mental illness and, and people uh, not looking down on others when it comes to mental health and mental illness and knowing that, that it's okay. That's the main thing. It's okay. It's going to be okay. You know, It's tough, but it's going to be okay. So Mental Health Monday is coming your way uh, definitely in the next two weeks, and that's going to be a regular Monday thing. We'll probably miss some now and then, but that's going to be a regular Monday thing. Oh, and Instagram. I know. I just gave out my own personal Instagram account to everyone if you want to follow. But we are going to launch an official "Go Tell It to the Wall" Instagram account. Uh, that one is coming over the next month or so. Uh, I, honestly, I'll probably launch it in the next week. But it's it's really populating all that stuff. The, the thing with with a podcast and a, and a broadcasting uh, you know base like like we do, uh, it there's not a lot to put on Instagram. I'm, I'm not a a hot model standing on the beach showing my ass off to everyone. I you know I don't have I'm not artistic and all this other stuff. I used to think I was artistic when it came to photography. No, 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 no. That was just film school, Sean, thinking he was artistic. So nonetheless, we are going to put out an Instagram account because I know a lot of people... Uh, really prefer you to use Instagram. Uh, so we'll use that for a lot of the studio shots. Uh, we'll possibly get our, our producers on there as well. I've actually got a bunch of photos, and so we're just going to start populating that stuff to Instagram. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. I'll announce it uh, over the next month or so. I'll probably announce it in a couple weeks, but it's going to be a month or so until we're actually populating that stuff. Uh, so look forward to a go Tell it to the wall Instagram account. Uh, speaking of new stuff coming out, new blogs. New blogs. If you head on over to Live.com, you're going to find some blogs up there. And uh, I've had some stuff literally sitting on the server, and it's just a matter of getting it all up there. So we have some new blog posts coming your way, as well as some new blog topics uh, that are coming your way this year. So keep an eye out for that. And if you're interested in reading, you don't like watching the videos, you don't like listening, uh, sh- again, Live.com houses all of our blog posts. Uh, new Patreon perks. I mentioned the Patreon p- campaign, the Patreon thing that we have, the Patreon page. Uh, There's going to be some new perks coming your way. For those of you that are already patrons, uh, most likely just going to be throwing some perks right at your face. Here you go. Here's some perks. You already got them. You've been supporting us for a long time. Uh, And for those that aren't patrons yet, uh, it's going to motivate, hopefully motivate some more of you to become patrons uh, with the new perks that are coming your way. Uh, And one of those perks is definitely going to be some of the new sticker designs. We have some new sticker designs coming your way. This one, this one, very early. I'm not definitely don't, don't start looking for the new sticker designs over the next couple weeks. That's going to be a few months, but in 2020, in the new year, uh, we have some new sticker designs coming your way. So look forward to all those things. These are new things coming your way uh, for the new year, and and that's in addition to the usual stuff that we do. You're going to see the beer reviews. You're going to see uh, specific clips. You're going to see the weekly rant clips, which are all housed on YouTube uh, if you don't actually catch them during the live feed or on the audio. Uh, all that's still going to be updated and, and living in there. In fact, I've I, I, I want to. this is just off the top of my head I want to say there's 30 videos sitting in the hopper that just need to go up onto the YouTube channel and I just don't have I have a three year old at home it's very difficult to I, I really could use an intern the problem is most schools aren't going to give me an intern they're like you talk about what now you cannot have an intern I was never an intern myself so I can't sit here and be like oh those poor interns I don't know what it's like <laughs> you know I mean I worked I worked on some I worked on some sets for free when I was a film student but I never interned at like a you know, office or anything. I just went straight to the straight into the marketing industry there right after school. Alright. Uh, next thing we're gonna get into is the weekly rant for episode one nineteen. Now, this one, I'm not even gonna get as fired up as you might expect, but I, I feel like this needs to be talked about. Uh, and it's really become apparent over the past week or so just from everyone. And this pertains to To many different things. Uh, But I'm just going to give you examples that I see in life. And really, this is taking joy in other people's misery. Taking joy in other people's misery. Uh, And one example of this is, we are in the NFL playoffs right now. You know, you may not be a football fan, but the playoffs are happening right now. Uh, And a lot of people, and this is just one example, but a lot of people like like to talk shit to other fans about sports teams. To the point where it can just be, like, mean and downright ridiculous, you know, where you look at it and you're like, you're really taking more joy in another team not doing well than you are in the team that you're supposed to be cheering for doing well, you know? And this is just one example. This has also become very apparent in the political landscape over the past week or so uh, with the Orange Menace deciding to launch attacks uh, and everything else that's happening out there. I've seen this on social media quite a bit. And I've seen people saying like, I don't care, literally, and this is not an exact quote, but literally saying something along these lines, I don't care if what he's doing isn't right. It's pissing off the libs. That's what I've seen. It's pissing off. So really, it's not important to you that the country gets to a good place. It's not important to you that we do the right thing as a country. What's important to you is upsetting other people because they are different from you because their views are different from yours. There's never an excuse for this. There just isn't. And it comes down to pop culture too. It really does. Pop culture is the same thing. Don't sit there and just shit on someone else because you don't like what they like. And we're going to get into that more uh, in one of our next weekly rants. But it's the joy in other people's misery. And yeah, you can say, well, there's all these YouTube videos of people getting hurt and stuff. Even that's ridiculous. I don't think you should be watching that stuff. But really, just take joy in your own joy. Don't look at other people and how they're suffering and take joy from that. Period. And it's funny because I was actually thinking about this today. I, I, you know, and I was like, "Well, where are there reasons to to take joy in something?" Uh, and I thought about it. Where other people would be miserable. And a great example of this is is abortion laws in this country. There are many Christians out there, Catholics out there, uh, that are very much against abortion. And I've talked. I'm not going to get into my own views on abortion. I've talked about it. I don't have. I don't have a uterus. I don't have the right even discuss abortion. I don't know what that's like. I I don't have the right and I 100% uh, support a woman's right to take care of her own body. So that's an example of maybe where an entire group of people is going to be really upset... ...and maybe you could sit there and say, well, this is right. Women should have the right... ...should control the rights over their own bodies. But we still don't need to be happy that this other group is miserable... Do you see the difference there? We can be happy that women have the right to do this thing in most states, have have the right to control their bodies in most states. But even being happy about that shouldn't be you pointing fingers at other people and saying, ha, 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 you're miserable. I'm happy that you're sad. You should never be happy that someone is sad. Now, take it back to sports. You can be slightly happy in another... You know, your team beat your friend's team, and they're a little sad, and you're happy, but you're not happy because they're sad. That's the difference. You're happy because your team won, and in fact, in the back of your head, maybe you feel a little sad that your friend isn't quite as happy as you are. I have I have friends that are Yankees fans. I don't take joy in the Yankees losing, you know, maybe a little bit jokingly. I don't take joy in it, though. Not at all. And I would hope that everyone out there will will think about this the next time that you're going to put something. Because you might say, ha ha ha, I'm just making a joke. It's not always a joke. It isn't. You shouldn't, someone else being sad never should make you happy. Never. Maybe other reasons are making you happy, but not someone else being sad and or miserable, downtrodden, whatever it might be. this really goes back to mental health too. Think about that. When you're making fun of somebody. Think about that. Is it really important? Is it really important to put someone down? What are you getting out of that? It's like the old saying. Putting someone else down doesn't lift yourself up. It doesn't. So keep that in mind, wall fans and common sensors. Because if we hit a point where people can stop taking joy in other people's misery, then we'll be better, we'll do better, and we will get better in the long run. And I know we can hit that point. So let's get there. Absolutely. Hey, John. We got John Ford on the live feed here. It's a very quiet live feed this week. I think everyone's still recovering from the holidays. Mm. Or they're all sick, <laughs> like my wife and uh, like I have been for the past few days. Uh, but let's move on to some trending on social here. That's right. Yeah, see, I'm just not 100%, but we got to get in the studio. Uh, and especially because I didn't even announce it at the top of the show. We're missing a show next week. Uh, thank you, John. I appreciate it. Uh, we're missing a show next week my wife's going to be in China (laughs) so there's all those videos that I was talking about that need to be need to be posted that's probably coming over the next week or so because we will not have a full episode uh, but there will be some new content coming for you nonetheless trending on social for this week for episode uh, 119 we've got some ridiculous ones Uh, some funny ones and some ridiculous ones and this one I feel like I'm a little bit behind on this but I'm noticing that it is It's popping up a lot more again, uh, despite the fact that this trend really took off uh, like a year or two ago. And this is the iPhone Pinch Challenge. Of course, it's iPhones because everyone just assumes everyone has iPhones. I don't have an iPhone. Uh, Remember, not everyone has an iPhone. So it's really a smartphone pinch challenge. But, of course, it's called the iPhone Pinch Challenge. And what people are doing, if you're not familiar with this, uh, they're holding their iPhone by like two fingers, uh, and they'll, they'll hold it over like a ledge, They'll hold it over something and see how long they can hold it. Honestly, I don't even understand the, the challenge aspect of this if it's supposed to be a certain amount of time. I saw one pop up in my feed the other day and it looked like two people, uh, two different people holding their iPhones like out over a balcony, which, you know, so I don't know if there's a time limit or whatever it is. However, I do know that this is one of the dumbest fucking things that you're ever going to see on the fucking internet. And, and not because I always talk about these dumb challenges, you know, and there's dumb challenges where people can get hurt, the Tide Pod Challenge. You know, there's dumb challenges where other people can get hurt. There's great challenges where you're raising money and awareness for people like the, the ice bucket challenge. But this one is just downright insulting. That's what this is. And there's too many. This is just one example of videos out there where people are just destroying expensive things. And you, you might say, what do you mean it's insulting, Sean? You know why it's insulting and take it from someone who grew up not having a lot of money. If, if if smartphones and all this technology existed when when Sean was a teenager, when this Sean was a teenager, I'd have had none of it. I, there would have been none of it in my, in my house. We just wouldn't have been able to afford it. So now you have k- these kids, even young adults seeing people on social platforms on YouTube whatever it might be holding their their $1000 iPhone. I don't know what iPhones cost these days. So I'm sure, don't correct me, you know, 500 to $1000. I mean, smartphones cost that much for the love of god. Holding it over a ledge, and then eventually, most likely, the thing gets broken. In fact, some of the ones that I pulled up today, as I was curious and I was trying to see how far back it went, and it is a few years. Uh, most of it's like iPhone pinch challenge fail. You know, most of them are fail. So this iPhone is broken. It's broken, and this is this is like this is like lighting a fire with a fifty-dollar bill, except much, 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 much more extreme. You know. You see, like, the rich villain on all the all the, the movies and television shows and stuff, the ones lighting their cigar with a $20 bill or whatever it might have been, those were the villains. We didn't think that was cool. We saw how stupid that was. And that's what's happening here. Let me just drop this $1,000 over a, the ledge of a balcony for no reason. No reason. For views, that's fine. <laughs> Trust me, we're going to talk about that shortly when we get to TV, film, and books. Uh, yeah, get your views way up there. All those views... Uh, not gonna replace your iPhone (laughs) come on now and I'm gonna love it if Apple is like sponsoring somebody (laughs) they're just like sending out iPhones please put our iPhones on more of these like YouTube channels or whatever I just don't get it it's it's just dumb all right uh, hashtag for work show and tell hashtag for work show and tell this is a hashtag that's flying around right now on the social platforms. I cannot find my cursor there it is Uh, and some people were kind of ridiculous with this, uh, and some of them were really funny. My first thought was, like, what would you bring to uh, for work, show, and tell? And someone posted a new version of Rock, Paper, Scissors. They're on obviously referring to the Big Bang Theory, Rock, Paper, Scissors, something, Spock, Lizard, Spock. Yeah, that just came from the back of my brain from years ago when I watched some Big Bang Theory. Not in, not, uh, not, uh... Oh, Big Bang Theory's over. Anyway, I'm not going to sit here and say, everyone needs to watch Big Bang Theory. Just, I, I think it harkens to that. Uh, so people are having fun with this. I, I, I do love the slide projector with people coming in to work with a, uh, with a big slide projector and then slow th- showing slides. Everyone had that relative where you went to their house and suddenly you're watching an hour and a half's worth of uh, their Hawaiian vacation, whatever it might have been. Uh, but of course, th- this got me thinking. So, so check out this hashtag if, uh, if you're interested. Uh, but since I'm at work, I'm in my studio uh, I'm going to do a little show and tell, and, uh, I just want to show off my brand new Mr. Robot masked Elliot Funko pop. That's right. Mr. Robot ended during the holiday break. Good Lord. I, I still have I can't comprehend enough to, to, to talk and dissect it with you. Uh, but my wife was kind enough to get me this bad boy for Christmas limited edition too. I don't know. It's from like 2017. Uh, she actually had to track it down a bit. Uh, so I'm going to show and tell that. As well as uh, this book I'm going to show and tell when we get to parenting. Uh, so check that one out. I think people are just having fun with it. This one I definitely enjoyed uh, fully because this is kind of my life and 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 uh, speaks to, to my daily life. But I think it also speaks to uh, a lot of stuff you see out there on social platforms. And this is uh, hashtag realistic relationship goals. That's right. Hashtag realistic relationship goals. Uh, and people are sharing all kinds of stuff today. Uh, and. And it just, I think this is something to keep in mind. And the reason I like this is uh, you see a lot of stuff on social platforms from couples. I mean, we, we have famous couples, you know, they're famous, uh, they're, they're famous, you know, influencers uh, for, for posting photos of their great vacations and, and all this stuff and how happy their home life is. Uh, here's the thing, wall fans and common sensors, if you're not familiar with this, most likely that is not their daily life. In fact, if you remember a couple months ago, uh, I talked about a, a woman uh, who went on a honeymoon with her with her husband, her new husband, they had just gotten married, uh, and the husband hated it because the, the, the wife spent the entire honeymoon uh, going around trying to get the perfect shot, getting dressed up, just, just to take photos, like on the beach and all these other places. Uh, and that's why I really like this hashtag realistic relationship goals, because that's not how relationships are. It's not what you see on all these posts and all this other stuff. I, I, I always enjoy, like, I see that people post, they'll have the same damn pose and face and everything, and I'm just, I just want to be like, just act normal. Just act normal. It's okay. We understand that not everything is picture perfect for everyone, and if everything is picture perfect for you, honestly, if you're sitting back and you're like, yeah, everything's picture perfect, I live that life that I'm seeing on Instagram, get help. Get help. Because part of life is, not everything is perfect. That's also one of the beautiful things about life. Not everything is perfect. Shit, look at this podcast. I sit here and yell at a wall for an hour. There's probably 10 minutes of good stuff, good content out of that hour. <laughs> I, I, I would hope people laugh twice out of that hour. That's real life. It can't all be gold. It can't all be great. Hashtag realistic relationship goals. Uh, my realistic relationship goals... Uh, are getting my wife off the couch before midnight to get into bed (laughs) because that's something that happens in my house quite a bit. And then what happens is she'll fall asleep on the couch in my house and I'll sit there and I'm not even watching anything important on television. I'll be like, all right, five more minutes and I'm going to get her up and we're going to go to bed five minutes later. I'm asleep on the couch. So realistic relationship goals is actually getting into bed before falling asleep on the couch. And I'm sure a lot of you out there can can relate to that. I know this is a it's a common thing. Everyone likes to fall asleep on the couch. And I, I enjoy it, but I have a three-year-old. <laughs> I can't do that. Sometimes I mean, sometimes I wake up on the couch at 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, what is happening? You know? Well, I did that as a, in my 20s, and it was like, oh, yeah, no, no. Let me just go to... Now I'm like, whoa, what day is it? How long have I been asleep? Where is my kid? And then five minutes later, I realized like, oh, no, it's 2 in the morning. My kid's asleep. I should be in bed. That's real realistic relationship goals. Uh, hashtag ruin 2020 in four words. <laughs> this one's easy. Uh, <laughs> this is hilarious. And, and I'm going to caution you with checking this one out. Uh, is, is the hashtag ruin 2020 in four words. Because remember, there's a lot of ignorant people on social platforms as well. There's a lot of informed people, well-informed people on social platforms. There's a lot of ignorant people. Sometimes I just, I, there have been so many times where I'm, and that's why I don't enjoy Twitter. I'll go down the Twitter hole once in a while, and I'll see what people are saying about something, I'm like, oh, God. Oh, God. Like, seriously. And th- that's the one that got me the other day, and I'll share this one with every. That's the one that got me the other day. Is I, uh, It was something about, uh, you know, uh, the U.S. going possibly going to war with Iran. <laughs> and there was a discussion on this, and it was actually not too bad, and people were like, well, you know, because there's like, yay, military this But I'm like, just scrolling through, I'm like, la-da-da-da-da. And then I see someone, and someone's like, oh, at least he didn't hide all his emails on a private server. I was like, are, are you kidding me right now? Are you kidding me? People are dying. People are dying. We're possibly going to war, and you're worried about fucking emails. Like, how, how is that even still a thing? But that's the kind of ignorance you get on social platforms. So keep that in mind when you're looking at hashtag ruin 2020 in four words, because you're going to get a lot of people uh, ruining, <laughs> ruining your 2020. I did enjoy this one, clearly from a... a, a Probably a teenager. Uh, Hashtag ruin 2020 in four words. We have school tomorrow. (laughs) That does ruin 2020. Uh, But of course, I want to share the simplest one with you, and I can't believe I haven't seen it here. Ruin 2020 in four words. Uh, Trump is still president. Ruined. Ruined. And unless he he somehow gets impeached, we're dealing with him for most of 2020 uh, until I hope to God, hope to Allah, hope to whatever thing is out there, I'm not a religious person, that we are done with him by November 2020 at the latest. Well, I mean, I know, but, like, no, we're done with him. People are going to be like, well, new president doesn't get inaugurated. I get it, but it's just the hope of knowing that we're done with him. Like, cool, please go somewhere. Just never to be seen again. Uh, And then, of course, I'm just going to just... Go through these quick because if, if you're interested in checking these out, these are more educational. Uh, hashtag Trump's War of Mass Distraction, and I'll tell you if you're not familiar with this, with, with what's going on, you should be familiar with what's going on. Uh, but go look at his old tweets. There's always a tweet. There is always a freaking tweet for the stuff that he does. There is a tweet for this one as well, uh, and then of course also hashtag No War with Iran. People are are sharing their thoughts on on a possible war with Iran. Uh, and as you know, we don't get political. I'm not going to get into. I know things have been very fluid over the past couple of days, but this is people sharing their opinions, uh, and and, and uh, there's obviously a lot of 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 uh, support for. This is going to sound weird. If I'm this is definitely grammatically incorrect. There's a lot of support for not going to war with Iran, uh, which that part is uh, is is very hopeful and, and very heartening to see uh, from other people because you know there are people out there. Like I said when i was talking about taking joy in other people's misery uh there were, i literally saw people on social platforms that were happy we're going to war because it's upsetting liberals and it's like like what so just let's kill all those soldiers as long as a couple people who are who are liberal cry like really really i just i know that's not how things work be a decent human being all right tv film and books that's right, TV, film, and books. I think we're going to go a little short tonight only because I, I can feel it, My voice is not fully here, and uh, and I can feel it kind of straining a little. Uh, the luponic distortion is definitely helping. That's such a tasty beer. Uh, TV, film, books, Mallrats 2. We have talked about this before. Mallrats 2, we have yet more information regarding Mallrats 2. Kevin Smith has apparently written a new script for Mallrats Uh, 2. The sequel to Mallrats is something that's been in in and out of development for years. Uh, In fact, uh, I I should be able to say this now. Yeah, it doesn't matter now. Uh, When I was at Universal in 2015, I worked for Universal Pictures uh, Marketing. We actually they had Mallrats 2 on the slate because if you're familiar with, with Kevin Smith's work, uh, Mallrats was actually a Universal release. It's, it's weird, the different releases, uh, especially on the Jersey Trilogy. Like You you literally can't buy the Jersey Trilogy um, altogether because they're three di- no, two or three different studios. It's at least two. It's Universal and Miramax, but I think there's a third. Lionsgate, there is a third studio in there. Uh, you can't buy them altogether <laughs> like, because they're different studios. Uh, so Universal had this on their calendar at one point that fell through. It was going to be a television show at one point. Uh, that kind of fell through. But now it looks like Kevin Smith uh, has literally written a new script. Uh, very, oh, man, I'm, where is Chris? I'm blanking on very vacation, and I'm just blanking on the the uh, John Hughes, uh, a la John Hughes. He wrote it over the course of, like, two days and, and has constantly been doing some rewrites on it here. Uh, and uh, it it seems to have some increased interest from what I can see. And I think this, is, this really goes to speak... Uh, to, to Kevin Smith's talent uh, really and and his talent is debatable. you know we're talking about P and fart jokes like I get it. he's he's very crude. I personally really love Kevin Smith. Uh, but I'm not gonna argue with anyone that says I don't like Kevin Smith because it, it, it's not for everyone. but it really speaks to his talent uh, and 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 his not longevity but his persistence because uh, we're talking about the guy that that made clerks just just on his own dime. Uh, and then took it out festivals, and then that took off. Uh, and now with Jay and Silent Bob reboot, the reboot that came out, he took that on tour. And I'm seeing some increased interest in, in stuff like Mallrats, uh, Clerks Three, which is being it's in development right now. And I think a lot of that is because of Jay and Silent Bob reboot. So it's really good on you, Kevin Smith. Uh, he's he's out there hustling for what he loves to do with and, and taking his intellectual property and, and continuing to put it out there. And and having some success with it, and we're you know I'm not going to sit here and say, oh obviously you have the Michael Bay's and the Steven Spielberg's of the world, uh but but good on Kevin Smith for for being able to continue this and 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 continue telling his stories, and obviously he has a fan base I myself included I am I am one of them I've got I've got a giant uh J figure here from it's a J and Silent Bob figure it's signed by Jason Mewes uh, there's all kinds of stuff all around the studio here because I am a big 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 Kevin Smith fan. All right, uh, Hustlers. Hustlers. You guys familiar with this film? I haven't seen it, but I'm familiar with this. Jennifer Lopez and and some others. This was uh, all about the strippers who uh, drugged uh, wealthy men and then would run up their credit cards at at the strip club, and specifically scores there in New York. And I I, I chuckle because I remember listening to, uh, uh, I want to say it was Howard Stern, but one of those New York radio shows, and every once in a while, scores would come up and be like, what is that? Because I... I don't think I've been to a strip club in in New York. I've really only been to strip clubs in uh, Southern California and Vegas and one other city that is international that I don't really like to remember that I've been to strip clubs there. I wouldn't recommend it. I uh, grew up in San Diego, so you can figure that one out. But Hustler's Film, there's a lawsuit against the makers of this film, including Jennifer Lopez, who's a producer on it. Uh, and apparently there was a, a real person, Samantha Barbash, Barbash, Barbash or Barbish? No, don't mean to be insulting. Uh, who this was based on, and you would say loosely based on. We've talked about this before, and people are like, "That was my idea." Stranger Things just went through this, like the the Duffer Brothers and stuff. Uh, and usually, there's there's you don't have much of a leg to stand on. This is a forty million dollar lawsuit coming out against the uh, the makers of Hustlers. But I will say, uh, and this is why I bring this up because I'm going to follow this. I'll be really interested. Uh, apparently, the producers had sent this Samantha Barbish a uh, a a a consent and waiver, essentially like releasing and giving the okay uh, to use things similar to her life, and then she didn't sign it, and then they went ahead and made the movie. So because of that, I think it's going to have a little bit of teeth to it, uh, although as, as most people who follow these, these kind of film industry lawsuits, I'm sure, John, you know very well, uh, they don't amount to much, but maybe we'll see something here. Now, this one I really enjoyed. Uh, if you need another reason to love Golden Girls... That's right. I was never a big Golden Girls fan, but everyone loves Golden Girls, uh, and 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 I guess it, it was a big thing. I watched it a little bit, but I was never a huge fan. Uh, but if you need another reason to love it, apparently Quentin Tarantino was on the Golden Girls years and years and years and years ago. He actually played an Elvis impersonator. Uh, I I don't know if the if they the you know the four women went to Vegas, whatever it was, uh, played an Elvis impersonator. And apparently, this was one of the most popular Golden Girls shows. Uh, episodes, rather, uh, got placed into like some best of Golden Girls box sets, DVD sets, uh, and then of course was in syndication like crazy. So Quentin Tarantino did not make a lot of money off the original airing, but continued to make residual uh, money off of that airing, you know, in syndication, everything else in box sets, uh, to the point where he was making not a ton of money, but a few thousand dollars. He actually took that money uh, and flipped it into helping to finish Reservoir Dogs. That's right, his first... Big film, not his first film. If you've ever seen Tarantino's first film, oh, God, it's hilarious. It's it's terrible, and it's hilarious, and it's from when he was in film school. Uh, but his first big film, Reservoir Dogs, uh, thanks to Golden Girls, that was able to be completed, thanks to Golden Girls and his residual checks from Golden Girls. Little Nice little tidbit there for you. Uh, and like I said, if you need another reason to love Golden Girls, there you go. Uh, now, I alluded to this a little bit when I was talking about people getting all these likes and stuff, and that doesn't translate to a lot of things. College Humor, everyone is familiar with this this channel, this site, uh, whatever it is. They've been doing this for 20 years. So we were talking like pre-YouTube, College Humor uh, was was doing great things, funny things on the internet. Uh, we find out this week that uh, they've had a bunch of layoffs. Uh, hun- at least 100 people have been laid off, and it looks like they're down to basically only a couple people on staff at College Humor. 20 years of putting out popular videos on the internet uh, and they basically have not closed up shop. The brand will still exist, but they're not going to make videos like they were making before. And you might say, that's crazy. 20 years, they were so successful. Here's the interesting thing. If you talk to, if you read the interviews from uh, the head of College Humor, I, I don't have his name right in front of me. Sorry, College Humor guy. Uh, if if you look at the interviews, he actually points out uh, they've been around for 20 years. They weren't profitable yet, but they were getting close to the point of being profitable. 20 years college humor most people know what college humor is they were not profitable for 20 years think about that and that's a good thing to put into perspective uh when it comes to you you're looking enviously at these couples and their relationship you're like relationship goals and all this other stuff and people putting in all this time to take these photos and and travel everywhere they're not making a lot of money yes some people do make money but here we have a very successful channel, College Humor. It wasn't profitable for 20 years. It's crazy to think about that. It really is crazy to think about that. 20 years and College Humor is gone. That's why we keep a very, very small staff here. Uh, and uh, that's why I have two producers that I don't pay any money. That keeps us profitable. And we're not, <laughs> I think we're technically profitable. But any profits go, go straight into the podcast. I mean, that's the thing. Like, oh we got a little extra money. Oh, we need new stuff for the studio. That's what happens every damn time. I'm not even kidding. Every damn time. So all your all your patrons out there, the money's going straight into the studio. Uh and trust me, Chris and Bridget have yet to be paid. I mean, they've been paid in beer and whiskey, but they've yet to be paid, so like and I have yet to be paid. I don't really take a paycheck, it all just goes into this. It's all right here, and I use it for my branding to then go make money doing live <laughs> events. Some <laughs> people always ask me, they're like, oh, you have a podcast? Like, how's that go? Do you, you make a lot? I'm like, no, nah, not really. I don't make a lot of money. It's, it's branding uh, for the stuff that I really make money with. <laughs> you know, I make a little bit of money off the podcast, uh, but it's branding for when I go to parties and events and stuff and people pay me, you know, $200 to talk to them for 30 minutes. It's fantastic. Yeah, that's, that's where the money's at, people. Like, do, do some hustling. Do some hustling. Uh, there's Chris. Chris, welcome. First show of twenty twenty. Chris song. our on-air producer, stats and information person. Glad you could join. Uh we actually started on time tonight. I know it's weird. It's weird. And Chris, you would like this luponic distortion distor- I keep doing that. Luponic distortion? Distortion. Chris, I'm gonna save you one of these because I gotta get your opinion on it. Die didn't hate it. My wife didn't hate it. Chris and Chris and my wife are Chris likes a little more beer, but does not like the hoppiness. and And my wife is kind of in the in a similar boat. So I I use them as my guinea pigs a lot of times. Works out well. All right. Uh oh, Marvel, Marvel. And actually, Chris has wrecked me on something here. And it just I think he knew Marvel was coming and jumped jumped on the live feed. Uh, Kevin Feige in talks with uh, with ABC on a new Marvel show, which is interesting, because uh we we. We were under the impression that all the Marvel shows were going over to uh, Disney+. Plus. And then the few that still live. I just got done watching the new Runaways. Yes, I am cheesy. I like the corny shows. And I watched all ten episodes of the Runaways while we were on holiday break. That one's still on Hulu. But we thought they were all coming to Disney+. Plus, and now we uh, apparently there's going to be a, uh, a new show coming to ABC+. Nothing confirmed yet, but Marvel is in talks with ABC. Uh, this is my favorite, and I dealt with this at Disney for eight years. Uh, John could say the same thing. He like He's worked in this industry where it's like, wait, Marvel's talking ABC, but you, oh, oh, all right. Same company. Same company, guys. And I and I understand. Like, I'm not getting into semantics on it. It's just it always amuses me. And I would do the same thing. And it'd be like, you know, my, my VP'd come in and be like, oh, we're gonna go have a we're gonna go have a meeting with uh, with with ABC Family Is like or we're gonna go pitch ABC Family meetings, one thing. We're gonna go pitch ABC Family. Pitch them what? Don't they just have to take it? It doesn't work that way. It's interesting. Um six minutes. Yes, this one I'm excited about. Chris, I'm glad you're here. Six minutes uh by our very uh, oh Oh, we got a new director on uh, Doctor Strange too. Thank you, John. That's interesting. I didn't realize that. I saw something coming out with uh, Doctor Strange, and that must have been it, and I just didn't catch up with it. I was so ingrained in all this other stuff. Uh, yeah, a lot of stuff coming out of Marvel. It's interesting. Marvel is getting interesting. I, I-, I-, I think it's going to be an interesting couple of years, and I don't mean interesting in a bad way. I just think we're going to see some shifts with Marvel, and not negative shifts, just kind of shifts in how they do things and, and how things are coming out. Um Cause they've been wildly successful, but you you not reboot is not the right word, but kind of retool. You have, you got to keep things exciting, like the Ninja Turtles. Look at the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles have been exciting since I was a kid, you know. And then it's up and down, up and down. But they're once again wildly successful on Nickelodeon, and and you know very different from the Ninja Turtles that were around when I was a kid. All very very different from the comic book Ninja Turtles. Uh, but Six Minutes, yes, from our, our our very own, I can't say our very own, but from, our, our, she's a patron, she's a big supporter of the show, Joey Isabel, uh, and as you know, we have been supporting Six Minutes, uh, Go Tell It to the Wall, uh, financially supported Six Minutes, uh, the, the short film that was being done, uh, and we'd supported the Kickstarter, it's actually finished now, it had been shot, oh my gosh, months ago, Chris actually worked on the actual production of it, uh, but it's now fully shot and done. Uh, I will tell you it's fantastic. It is fantastic. I can't. We cannot share it yet. Some people have seen it, uh, but I will tell you an update on it. It is going to most likely go into the Tribeca Film Festival, uh, and I'll keep everyone updated on on that as as we go along and we get more information from Joey. Uh, but congratulations to to Joey especially, uh, but also to everyone involved with Six Minutes. Uh, cheers to you and and I hope 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 that we we see a lot more uh coming of this because the concept is fantastic uh the production value is fantastic uh and, and i want to see this take off definitely so congrats to all of you uh and to to our very own chris song who who worked on the production Oh man green day all right we got one more thing in tv film and books and we're running short on time i thought we were gonna have a short show we ain't gonna have a short show because we got to get into some mental health and some parenting green day they got a new album coming out uh, in a month oh I think it's uh, uh, I think it's February 7th so just under a month they got a new album coming out well apparently and actually a new song coming out next week so for Green Day fans especially if you've already pre-ordered the album uh new new song coming out next week new single from Green Day uh, oh yeah no Chris I d- I maybe I don't have the final cut I have this I have the cut that Joey sent to all of us Chris. Uh, but Green Day new album coming out in February. Billy Joe actually jumped on—I uh, believe it was Twitter. Who's either Twitter, or Instagram, and, uh, and again, I don't follow all these platforms. I do, I do follow Billy Joe here and there. Uh, jumped on one of those, and apparently pointed out that they were looking for a big venue for their album release party and hoping to find someone that has a large backyard, a large garage, or a large barn for them to throw a gigantic album release party where they will of course be playing tunes for those of you not familiar with uh and see and i guess i can't say this for every genre of music but in the like in the punk in the punk rock the ska alternative world album release party is is it's a concert for the most part you know it's like it's them release party concert i've been to a lot of album release parties uh over 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 my career as a, a a crappy punk rock fan Uh, And so that's what they're looking for. We don't know if this is serious. They haven't put anything out for people to apply for this. I'll tell you, if my backyard was big enough, there is a stipulation. It has to be in California, obviously, because Green Day is from California. Uh, I would imagine they're looking for some Northern California. They're from the East Bay Uh, There in Northern California, but if you've got a big backyard, reach out to Billy Joe Armstrong there uh, and see if you can host a Green Day album release party in your backyard, because I'll tell you, if my backyard was like a little bit bigger, I'd be emailing them like crazy right now. Problem is I got a big backyard, but I got a bunch of crap back there. Like they just need like a big field. I got a I got a deck and a bar and an outdoor fireplace and a dr- like a driveway and it's just there's too much stuff back there for me to do something like that. I could host an album release party for a smaller band. Green Day, uh the band that is headlining a stadium tour. Yeah, I probably can't play in my backyard. Oh, that was the final cut. Yeah, Chris, I did see the final cut. It's fantastic. And I'm 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 eager to to see it, to see it do do well. Uh really am. And we're going to continue uh, promoting six minutes, uh, and especially once we can share the the short itself, the actual uh, the actual film, then we'll be doing that. But that's going to be uh, a little ways down the line uh, once we get word from Joey, uh, and actually Chris will probably also <laughs> he'll be like, oh no, we can share it now. Uh, all right, moving on to some mental health. I want to talk a little bit about uh, the term high functioning. We are running short on time, so I'm going to save save part of this, uh, but I want to talk about high functioning. Uh, mental illness this is something I found recently and someone had t- w- had written a blog post uh, really and a lot of people jumped on it um, the term high functioning uh mental illness someone with that is high functioning but has mental illness this is a very common term uh it's also something that I have used uh over my years uh for I am someone that would be considered uh high functioning A mental illness, but having a mental illness, but being high functioning. Obviously, the fact that I can sit here uh, and do this for an hour would somewhat make me high functioning. But this blog post and a lot of people, a lot of other people have pointed out uh, based on that, how this can be insulting to some people. And at first I was like, what do you mean it can be insulting to some people? And there's a couple things to unpack here. Now, the first thing would be uh, just at its base. High functioning implies the fact that there is a low functioning. So this, just the term low-functioning, you might say, oh, that's so silly, who cares? Just the term low-functioning can be insulting to somebody uh, that is suffering from a mental illness. That We shouldn't be a high and low. You can talk about yourself, and maybe you're having a high or a low, whatever it might be, but we shouldn't put people into these boxes of low-functioning versus high-functioning and everything in between, because it's not black and white. It's not even gray, that in-between. There's so much more uh, to people that are dealing with mental health problems and mental illness. So, so much more uh, than just high-functioning and low-functioning. The other thing to keep in mind when it comes to the label of high-functioning, uh, when it comes to mental illness, is that even someone who is high-functioning, like myself, like myself, uh, that doesn't mean we are always High functioning. That doesn't mean we are 24/7 high functioning, uh, able to deal with our mental illness uh, in in a, in a great manner, and to the point that most people out there don't realize that you are suffering unless you are talking about it. I'm a great example of that. As I said, I would be considered high functioning. I, I can usually go to a party and and, and be very social uh, and and talk to people. Uh, and once in a while, people find me entertaining. People pay me to, to go host parties, uh, to, to get on a stage and, and talk to people. I'm pretty high-functioning through that. I can, I can put a lot of other things aside, even when things are happening, uh, to do that. However, there are many, many, many times where I'm not high-functioning. Uh, and coincidentally, today would be a great example of that. Absolute great example of that. I went into a full panic attack today. Full, full panic attack debilitating, uh, fortunately, not fortunately because she was sick, but fortunately my wife was home sick today. I was able to help with that because usually I I am able to stave off a panic attack until either my child is napping and then I can cycle through that or or my wife gets home. Today was not one of those days. There was no getting around it. Uh, I was, I was stuck to the floor, rocking back and forth, hyperventilating, uh, with my eyes welling up the entire time and could not shake it. It took me a good four hours, uh, to cycle through that panic attack and my wife is very worried about me uh and i keep it away from my daughter but even my daughter at one point because i had to sit with her for a little while while my wife was doing something else and i, I was uh, you know sitting there while she's eating lunch and everything and even she looked at me and she could tell uh and she said oh are you sad daddy and i said no i'm okay baby doll and she and that's why i call a nickname for a baby doll and and she looks at me and she goes just take a deep breath daddy just take a deep breath because that's something I say to my kid, you know, when she, when she's and not panic attack, but when she is frustrated or, or, or sad or, you know, has bonked her head or something, it's like, take a deep breath, take a deep breath. Uh, and even my daughter was no, was noticing I was a little bit off today. And that's why I bring that up because even though I am high functioning, uh, I've, I've, I've talked to people, uh, and obviously now with the podcast, it's a little less common, but I've talked to people who've known me for years and they go, Oh, you have mental illness. I didn't know that. It's like, yeah, I've had a mental illness uh, my entire life, and it's been debilitating since I was a teenager. Uh, so we're talking 20-plus years of, of that. And, uh, yeah, that's just part of my life now. Uh, but but able to hide it pretty well. That And that's the high-functioning side of it. Uh, so let's move away from using that term uh, for the most part. Now, it, it, it could be okay at times, uh, but also just keep in mind that it could be insulting. could be insulting. Oh, man, I lost. Oh, no, there it is. Uh, you know what I'm going to save this for next week I'm going to save this parenting thing for next week and this is uh, The Lies We Tell Our Kids and actually Dad Fiction Podcast uh, they they breached this a little bit and I've been waiting to kind of throw it in there but we are getting short on time so I'm going to save that one for next week we're going to put that in the parenting for next week uh, The Lies We Tell Our Kids but I do want to share this with you uh, for those of you that are on the video I can actually show it to you this is a book that I just got for Christmas it's called Punk Rock Dad Punk Rock Dad. I've actually had my eye on this for quite a while now, uh, and was waiting for someone to buy it because this is one of those things like ah, he, like I could have bought it for myself, but I, I knew someone would enjoy buying this for me. People always complain that I'm hard to buy gifts for, which I'm always like, how am I hard to buy gifts for? Like, you buy me a pair of Vans and I'm good. Like, <laughs> that's all I need. A pair of Vans, something with a Muppet on it, you know, or uh, or or some Boston Bruins stuff, and we're good to go. But this Punk Rock Dad, it's actually written by Jim Lindberg, uh, the lead singer of Pennywise. Obviously, I haven't read it yet I just got it I uh, just got it the other day actually my wife my wife ordered it for me I got it for Christmas hadn't been ordered yet uh, so just got it so I have not uh, fully read it but I will tell you I, I read the first couple pages of the intro uh, and already it's one of my favorite books but it is all about uh, Jim Lindbergh and Raising three girls which I can I've only got one but I can relate to that Chris uh, Chris and Bridget you can both relate they've got two girls. Uh, raising three girls uh, and and being a the lead singer of a punk rock band and having to go to PTA meetings and and drive his kids to gymnastics practice uh, and whatever else, but then also taking some time on the weekend to go uh, go rock out in the pit, which uh, which is basically my life except for the touring the world and and being on stage in front of you know thousands of people and playing in a band. Uh, I I do everything. Up to that point, but then Jim Lindbergh's got me well beat there because uh, full-time dad here at home uh, in addition to doing this stuff, and uh, I enjoy my, my, my punk music and my punk rock shows, and, uh, and if I was capable of it, I'd go sing with a band like Pennywise, too. <laughs> so check out Punk Rock Dad. You can get it on Amazon. That That's where that one came from. Probably elsewhere, too, but uh, I'm not going to sit here and endorse Amazon because you know, Amazon. <laughs> but that's kind of the place to get things, isn't it? Isn't it? It is. Yeah. All right. Oh, let me find Oh. All right, I got a couple things here. I'm just going to I'm just going to run through these really quickly. Uh and this was a couple things from CES that that we've uh that that we know are coming out. Uh first thing is this PopSockets wireless charger. That's right. You know, those pop sockets that go on the back of phones. I don't use them, but uh, apparently everybody in the world uses them. Like I see them on everyone's phone and you even see, it's funny. Cause you see like videos and stuff on YouTube and people are like, look at my phone. And you're like, Oh, pop socket, pop socket, pop socket. Uh, and in fact, a lot of bands, like I, I see merch, you know, at, at shows and online and bands even make like interrupters have a pop socket, uh, and fair warning, if anyone's going to start hitting me with the stuff that's coming out on Amy right now, you're going to get put in your place. Just just fair warning. That That's for like the five people that listen and were, we're prepared to start emailing me about Amy Interrupter. Uh, but the pop socket charger, this is a wireless charger that, you know, the wireless chargers you put your... I uh, yeah, see even Bridget has a pop socket uh, th- that you just place your phone on, you don't have to plug it in. Uh, well, obviously with that pop socket on the back, it leaves a little bit of a bulge there, uh, and people weren't able to use their their wireless charging pads. Uh, so PopSocket came out with one that actually uh, works with a pop socket. This makes total sense to me uh, because so many people have the pop sockets. I don't get the pop socket myself just because I like I don't. And this could be because I believe the pop socket has to do with holding your phone. And I genuinely do have, like, I don't have overly large, like, Kawhi Leonard hands, you know, the basketball player. Uh, but I have pretty big hands, so maybe that's part of it. I I, I don't know. I just never saw a need for the pop socket. Uh, Samsung announced a new cool thing at uh, CES. And this is a rolling robot called Bally, uh that runs, that runs your smart home. This can be connected to a lot of stuff in your smart home. And I was looking at this at first. And still, this is Robot Overlord's. Sorry, robot overlords. Bali, Bali, the robot overlord. I'm okay with it. And I was like, "Come on, guys. Do we really need this?" Uh, there was a couple things that I that I saw as useful. Uh, the number one being that this can sense if someone falls down in their house and they can't get up, and it can call for help. Brilliant, brilliant. Like, can I can I get one for my parent? Not that my parents are pretty good, but a few years from, can I get one for my parents' house? Uh, definitely need to get one for my my wife's grandmother who's 96. Uh, and again, she gets along really well. But it's just one of those things. For someone with obsessive compulsive disorder, it's fantastic. I don't, really, I don't have to worry. Uh, and also, can sense like a spill. Let's say you're not home and something spills, especially if you got a damn cat. Uh, something spills, it can, it can tell your like smart Roomba to go clean it up. Uh, so I get it. <laughs> go tell it to the wall. Always welcomes our new robot overlords, Bridget. You know this. <laughs> Since episode zero, we do welcome our robot overlords. I'm just preparing for the inevitability. That's the thing. Would I rather live in a world without robot overlords? Yes. Am I preparing for the inevitable? Yes. Okay, you can tell I'm I'm slurring my words now, and I'm not really slurring. I'm just, it's the tongue twister stuff. Say robot overlords five times fast. Mm-hmm. It's not as easy as you think. Uh, all right, uh, a couple more things. For those of you that use TikTok... Uh I don't think we have a lot of 14 year olds that listen to the podcast, but if you do use TikTok, they had some major security flaws that were found back in November. They have apparently been fixed uh, as of December 15th, but these are major security flaws at the core of TikTok, so just keep that in mind when you're using any platform, but especially a TikTok that is relatively new. And here's the thing, if Facebook has all these security issues, uh think about the little like TikTok and all this other stuff. It's like yeah, there's gonna be some issues, and I'm not saying don't use it, just be aware of these things. Uh, and Twitter is actually, speaking of keeping things away from you, Twitter is actually testing out uh, some new reply changes in which users will be able to limit replies or not allow them at all. So, you know, you see on Twitter people are like, don't at me. You won't have to do that anymore. You can just set, when you tweet something, you can be like, nobody's allowed to reply, which I'm kind of like, like, okay, you're just going to throw this out in the universe and no one can find, I guess, I don't know. See, me, that's the thing with me personally. I'm just like... I'm like, come at me. I don't care. Make me feel bad. Like I feel pretty bad on a daily basis anyway. You're not gonna make me feel much worse than I do for the dumb things that I say and do anyway. So come at me. I don't, I don't care. But apparently people have problems with this. And I see this on Twitter because I see some see some friends on Twitter that are uh, they'll they'll like post something and they're like, this is the greatest thing ever, and someone's like, I disagree, and then the next comment's like, you're blocked. <laughs> like, I I know I was saying like you know don't don't take uh. Don't get happiness in other people's misery, but, like, come on. Just, like, there's a fine line there for sure. Uh And apparently, Joaquin Phoenix, I'm not a big Joaquin Phoenix fan, but apparently he made a decision to wear the same uh tux uh, to multiple award shows, uh, and this was to save waste. Let me point out, Australia is literally on fire. And this is largely because of climate change, and I'm not saying having different tuxedos would save Australia, uh, but the fact that he's doing something like this when all of Holland has to have a new tuxedo, a new dress, and all these other things uh, for every award show is fantastic. Uh, of course, we have someone named Megan Kelly, whoever the fuck that is. I see her name. I think she's just a, someone that I don't care to have anything to do with. Uh, Megan Kelly uh, mocked him, made fun of him, made fun of him. We're, we're the same damn tuxedo, Joaquin. I'm not even a big Joaquin Phoenix fan. Uh, I just, I have never really cared for a lot of his uh, his films or anything. Not that I dislike him, but I'm just, I'm, I'm not like, yay, Joaquin Phoenix, the way I'm like, yay, Kevin Smith, and come at me, because like, I recognize that Joaquin Phoenix is probably a fantastic actor and all this other stuff, but, you know, it's just not my cup of tea, but I do enjoy this, and I think it's great that he's wearing the same tuxedo uh, to, to all of the award shows, uh, and people like Megyn Kelly, whoever the hell that is, Megyn with a Y, uh, just shut the hell up. Find something better to talk about, you know? Maybe reduce some waste yourself by throwing yourself away and not having someone else have to throw you away. This is what's funny, and I don't even know who the hell Megyn Kelly is. And I'm, I'm like I said, don't take joy in other people's misery. I don't think she's miserable. She's probably doing just fine. Uh, but I'm an insulter insult her if she's going to throw insults at the fact that someone's trying to save the world. Now I'm exaggerating there. But somebody's trying to save waste? Get the hell out of here. There's just no excuse for insulting that. All right, one more thing. Target fans, that's right. There was a lot of rumor recently that Target was going to partner with uh, a Nike and Under Armour or an Adidas or one of those and bring their own like athletic line into the store. Now we have found out that Target has created their own athletic line, going to be much, much, much cheaper than all this athletic, athleisure stuff that you see. Lululemon, you ever step in that store? I'm pretty sure they charge you five bucks just to walk through the door. And, that, and that's the thing. And I tell people this. I own a pair of Lululemon pants. Uh, my Lululemon pants... Most expensive pants I own. Most expensive pants I own. Uh, by far. It would. It's by far if you don't count my suits. I, I do own a couple suits that aren't super cheap. Uh, but even breaking my suits in half, Lululemon, eh, eh, technically not. But Lululemon, still the most expensive pants I own outside of my suits. That's crazy. And you know what people buy them for the most? To sit around. They ain't even doing yoga. And I'll be honest, I don't work out in my Lululemon pants too expensive <laughs> i work out in some shitty pants i got at target or you know at, at uh, big five down the street and they're adidas but i you know wait till they're on sale and i got all kind of workout stuff for me uh so target keep an eye out for that coming out over the next couple months uh we went way over way over by like five minutes thought we were gonna go short tonight uh but this always happens when i don't have an episode for two three weeks uh, and as I mentioned, no episode next week. The wife's in China, but all kinds of crazy stuff coming at you next week. Uh, Bridget and Chris, I'm gonna bug you because you missed at the top of the show. But I talked about the Instagram that's coming uh, and some of the new concepts that are coming. So, so we'll talk. Uh, we'll talk this weekend. Oh, see so you. Need, I'll see you Saturday. We'll talk. Well, no, we're not gonna talk Saturday. You're gonna be busy. That's uh, uh, there. Chris and and Happy birthday, Happy birthday to Phoebe, Chris and Bridget's daughter Phoebe. Uh. <laughs> Thank you, Bridget. Uh, No, I'm talking about the new stuff that's coming out that that we got to promote and just see what you think. Um, uh, Their daughter Phoebe's birthday party is on Saturday, so happy birthday to Phoebe as well. Uh, But I will not bother you on Saturday because you're going to be busy wrangling kids and and doing all this stuff. Um, All right. That being said, remember all the new stuff is coming your way over the next couple months. No show next week, but new content coming your way just because it's literally sitting here on the server and I got to do something with it. Uh, and uh, we will be back the week after for sure. All kinds of new stuff coming your way, so look forward to that. Uh, don't forget, follow us on Twitter at TellTheWallPod and at MagicMuppet. Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook, facebook.com go tell it to the wall. And of course, YouTube, head on over to YouTube, search go tell it to the wall, and subscribe to our page. Uh, most importantly, would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Uh, Just remember that one, bookmark it, and you can find links to all those things I just mentioned as well as our Patreon campaign. All right, we'll be back in two weeks. Same wall place, same wall time. And remember, wall fans, no matter what you do, no matter who you're with, no matter where you go, no matter why you are doing it, always, always use common sense.